Welcome back to Thrones Be the Game. We are back. We are back. Got my brother back on here with me. Sleep can't make it. Ravens on a hiatus or, or, or a sabbatical uh, or whatever. I don't know what she's calling it. Um, <laughs> she's in our text group. She's alive, though. As people say, is she alive? Yes, she is alive. She is alive. Man, Scott, how you been, though, brother? Man, I can't complain, man. You know, uh, I'm enjoying the new series so far. I, mean, I have I have complaints, and so we're all <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. All right. So, what was your first thought? Like, what are your overall thoughts so far on us entering this world and coming back to this space in this kind of this era of Targaryens? So, um, it's a couple things. Uh, first thought is I find it interesting because if you actually go back and rewatch the original series, mm-hmm. they give a lot of insight as to what happened. So they don't give themselves a lot of room to create a new narrative. Like they have some very defined places where the story has to go. And I find it interesting some of the decisions they made to get there. You know, uh, you know, for instance, and um, I don't recall the books very well. Uh, on this p- part of it. So I mean, I, I'm sure I'm going to say something that was a little bit inaccurate, but my recollection was that the princess is a lot younger. As a matter of fact, everybody uh, is a lot younger in the books. And so they, I understand the narrative decision to make people older, to make the story a little bit more compelling and to draw mm-hmm. some things. But I think the writers did a kind of a poor job in considering how those changes in age make some of the other stories play out. Um, and because they so, they age down the people in this, you know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like the king is like 35, 34, 35. Like, exactly. And, <laughs> and the like princess is like eight or nine, you know, and, and changing those ages. And then when we get to episode two, I'll talk about it a little bit more in detail. But changing those ages have kind of cascading effects to how the story is actually being told. Now, yeah. the, the thing that, uh, no, uh, Corliss's uh, wig is just, it's, like it's the wildest thing to me. Like I, I actually tried to get me one on Amazon to, uh, and if I can find one, I'm gonna do the rest of these podcasts with that wig on because he's sitting there with this blonde dreadlock wig on, straight face, expecting me to expect the stories and the things that he say be to be compelling and serious. Have hey, you tripped off that his old lady got dressed too? He didn't made his old lady get dressed. <laughs> I no. out. And no. she white, and he made her get a face. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you over here trying to give me the dramatic scene with this crazy wig on your head? Like, that's bananas. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, as much good wig makers there are out there, that's that's pretty sad. <laughs> they couldn't get a better wig for that brother. And, and, and at this point, even if they got a good wig person, would like, let's say season two, they're like, okay, we was tripping. Like, would it look bad if they upgraded the wig? Or are we already set with this wig, basically? I think we stuck with this wig. I mean, like, they could have they could have used his real hair and just dyed it, you know, and then it would it would resonate a little bit better. But you know, he had to have the long hair. Like, like, what? Why did he have to do that? You know, like, male pattern baldness doesn't exist in this world. Like, <laughs> well, for Targaryens, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. They're supposed to have that dragon blood in them, or whatever. he's not Targaryen, he's uh, he's not right, he's just he's just uh Valerian, yeah, Valerian, yeah, he's not Targaryen, so it's like, bro, what are you doing here? Yeah, that's true, yeah, no, you got a good point there now since you said he ain't Valerian, yeah, I mean, since he's not Targaryen, but overall, the show, man, uh, it's it's been interesting because, like you said, they are putting put in the box. I'm actually way more interested in this Jon Snow show that they got they developed. I mean, I okay, so. Because it's open land more. I feel like there's open land, like this open runway. I hear you. And I don't disagree. I would say just 
narratively speaking, a complaint I have about a lot of writers is that they create stories based upon books that people are really passionate about. People who've read books, done a lot of research, come up with their own conclusions. And then and when it's it in their head, the way they exactly. think of it. Star Wars is the exact same thing. You know, it's like they create these stories around things that we've already legislated and talked about for years. I think it would be safer for them to create a, a prequel show about old Valyria. Or, you know, oh, yeah. okay. the old Republic, because there's not as much concrete information. Like there's some rough edges about what happens, but the day to day is different. And then that way it gives the writers a little bit more freedom to explore any storyline they want to, how they got there. All they, all they just have a destination. They don't necessarily have a roadway. They, they touch on things that are, they have these, they've already set this roadway for. And then now they are kind of uh, drawn into having a, to, to give this narrative circle that makes sense to us to get to these conclusions. Because we're in a situation where we know where the conclusion is, but how they get there doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah, like, like for instance, that the, all the Targaryens knew about the White Walkers at the beginning, that was the reason. Like, yeah. that one was kind of like, ah. And then it's called A Song of Ice and Fire with his, you know, what he named it. Yeah. And it's like, but I will say that narratively, it kind of makes sense if you go to the old books about how, so the um, so the Starks, when the Starks were, well, they weren't even conquered. They just met with um, the original, uh, I think, I forgot, is it is it original heiress too? The original Targaryen that came over. Aegon. He's talking about. He just met with uh, Rick and Stark's, like, grandfather. Rick and Stark, the one that bent the knee to the princess. Met his grandfather this in the open field, like, brought the people out to battle and came out and talked. And the theory is, is that he came to him and said, I know about the White Walkers. And the people in the North have always believed in it. Right. And they think that's the reason that everybody was like, all right, cool. You you understand? Okay, you got these dragons. All right, we ain't going to battle. I'll bend the knee to you. As long as you let me have my area, don't come around fucking around up north. I'll come down every now and then for the, for the, for the Grand Council, but I'm up here and come through if these White Walkers come through. And that's the theory of why they say that the, the north was never technically conquered. Them and Dorne. Yeah, I, I, and I can understand that. But, but, but that's the thing, though. It's like when you... When you give too much detail in one area, that detail winds up mattering. And then particularly, <laughs> I mean, really, it just does, you know? Because yeah. so people start thinking, why did the uh, why did the North not fight against Targaryens? And they just, just like, just right. just turned around and went back home. Like, right. and, and dragons would be an effective an, an effective countermeasure to White Walkers, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm assuming, that I forgot Rick and Star's father, but he saw them dragons flying, or heard about them burning, he's like, Hold on, hold on. Let's 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 broker this deal. Like, hold on now. We up for what ice is. You can do some things. And particularly back in the day where they had more dragons available for them. Yep. You know, so it's a much bigger deterrent, which is kind of my problem with episode two. Okay, I was, let's jump into it. I mean, I, 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 just really quickly, I didn't have a, a lot of problems with episode one other than the wig. You know, I thought they were. You know, it was. I I can accept whatever stage you set to me for the world that's happening here. Um, episode two became a little bit more problematic because a they did this time skip and you know they set the stage in the first episode by giving a narrator to say where exactly we were but then they expect you to pick up on the subtleties of the time skip like oh it's been six months since my wife died you know and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and without and i think they could have spelled it out a little bit easier you know um and, and, and to explain that hey look some of the conditions have changed you know now the 
the, uh, the the captain of the King's Guard has died, and you know now they have to replace him. You know some of those things that they did kind of passively. I thought it could have been a little bit better uh, explaining it. Um, now I, I do want to ask you a question. Do you want to go yeah. scene by scene, or do you want to give my overall? No, we just gonna go. We just gonna go overall. Kind of just. I'm, I got a couple of people. Like we're just gonna jump through a couple of characters. But just kind of give you an overall, and then we'll jump through a couple of different the couple of characters. Okay, so my biggest problem with episode two was that they took real world politics and sexism and chauvinism and applied it to a world where it doesn't make sense. You know, so the Targaryens are in power not because they're men or they because anyone believes that God, you know, uh, somehow made the Targaryen bloodline to be, you know, powerful and should rule. They rule because they control dragons. And so in a world where you rule because solely you can control dragons and in the context of what we're watching it in, we already know that all Targaryens are built the same. Danny was fireproof, her brother wasn't. So the ability to be a Targaryen that's fireproof and can control the world's version of nukes is a much more important component than just being a man. And so to make everything about you know sexism and the higher and, and the uh, the patriarchy seems a little bit <coughs> excuse me a little bit silly because that wouldn't be the primary reason why the Targaryens are in power. Like, no one believes that the Targaryens are just better at ruling. It's like, well, no. They have a bunch of dragons. Most of our military might. The Air Force is all dragons, so we need somebody and to... we got a gang of ships. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like, we're in the Stone Age, and so we have an Air Force, an Air Force that shoots fire. Like, that's the important part. Like, like being a... Pilot, out people. I mean, it's basically a tank in the air. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and then now the... And, and then... They made her older and they made her a dragon rider. So it's not like she's taking this passive form. She's, oh, I, I don't know that dragons can fight or breathe fire. I'm just, I just like flying sometimes. Like she's clearly somebody who's been astute enough to be, to learn to be a dragon rider. Yeah, I mean, she used the Dracaeus, Dracaeus to burn her mother up. In the first exactly. Episode. That's she, a very. She's like Valerian to kill them. Exactly. Not kill them, but to burn their bodies. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a, exactly. So she she's a very effective weapon. And then they go, oh, because you're a woman, then we're not going to use this effective weapon. Like, it doesn't make sense. That's that's not how this world would have unfolded. And th that's why I really have a problem with And so they poorly write the female characters, uh, the struggles that they face in the world that they would exist in. And then because those are struggles that women would face in our world, we're supposed to accept it. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. It just doesn't. Like, like the, the woman that can drive a dragon wouldn't necessarily be pouring beer or wine for people at 15. At eight, maybe, because she's not interested, maybe. This eight-year-old is not really interested in the politics yeah. of her kingdom. But she's already been named heir six months later. Her mother's dead. Her brother's dead. The, the weight of the decision of her being heir would be important. And then now, again, it's six months later. They, they didn't expect her ever to have any interest on how the, the kingdom is ran. Like, they named her heir. Like, no one put any thought that, hey, she's sitting in a small council room with her father. She's named the heir. No one's had a side conversation. And with if her. anything, anything, they need to get school her up where she could be, like, Trump tight on everything just in case if we're going, if we're keeping the narrative as a woman. Like, it's like being the first black president. You got to be tight yeah. on every aspect of what's going on beforehand. Like, exactly. Like, it just, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, you would think that he would have maybe brought, took her under his wing more. Exactly. And maybe that's something we're learning later, and I'm, I'm starting to maybe see it a little bit, is the fact that he's uncomfortable with making his own decisions. He he make, he make lets other people make his decisions. Like, it's nothing wrong with listening to your hand of the king or any of your aides, but it seems like all his decisions are made 
either off of reactionary mm-hmm. or because someone else told me to do it. And because I didn't have any provocative, like proactive decisions. And I, I and I, I agree with it. That's that's the character they wrote, but it doesn't make sense in the world that we expect. The Targaryens are active fighters in these wars because they but, they, but the they've been peace though for so long. And you gotta think he's raised in peace. He just want to keep the good times going. He right. just like, I want to keep it low key. Look, I don't want you know. Our, and then you, I think maybe he's still kind of paranoid about the White Walkers because if this story is true, they say that you know you gotta think like, damn, these White Walkers could show up any minute. Right. But that's but that but that but that's what makes his decision making process so more confusing. So, okay, fine. He's been in peace for a long time. He's still a Targaryen, so he's in power because of his ability to control dragons. He has dragon riders. His brother's a dragon rider. His daughter's a dragon rider. But he alienates both of them. There's like 30 or 40 dragons at this time. Right, but I'm saying that he alienates both of them. His two primary consoles, he he alienates both of them because of whatever decisions he wants to make. And then he leverages the politics of of Westeros over the actual force and the, the reason that keeps them in power. If dragons aren't around anymore, there's no reason to have a Targaryen king. Hints, hints in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like, so, so it's like, that's the reason you're in power. So how does he, how is it possible he loses sight of the reason he's in power and then diminishes, and because what he does, everything he does, he diminishes the power of the dragon. And, and but then juxtapose that with Whenever they talk about dragon, they speak in Valerian, because mm-hmm. the conversations about dragon are only meant for people who can control them. Yep. You know and, and, and for instance, I, I know that the dragon, um, like uh, like herders, they only speak Valerian because the, I guess because the dragons only can get commands in Valerian, and it's uh, they can risk their lives by not by like going back and forth. They can't coast, which is like I got to speak Valerian all times because I'm dealing with these dragons on a day to day. Right, and but to make to to make it that important in one sense, but then when he gets to the small council, to undermine the fact that I gotta be honest with you, regardless of regardless of how how many people you got on your side, if he had thirty or forty dragons, he sent five of them to show up. Like, hey, these dragons are protecting this ship. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, even even with Damien having one, you know, yeah. having one dragon, it's the, it, you know, I think his dragon is like the biggest dragon left. But even then, it's like. Yeah. The hand of the king shows up to Dragonstone with Damien, and he's shocked that the dragon showed up. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, he left on him. <laughs> the ancestral home of the Targaryens, there's a dragon there. Really? Yeah, I expected as much. <laughs> I would expect I thought I would expect him to still have stolen more eggs. Right. Just to have, I'm gonna have four of them just in case they come through. What's going on here? Like that's the thing, it's like they wrote it's episode two as a a collection of scenes and each scene got the best reaction out of you but as they play together it doesn't make a lot of narrative sense it's like yeah i get it okay so like the um the scene the scene after uh damien gives back the egg and so Mm -hmm. they're in the room that looks like the map room from game of thrones yep and he's talking to the uh his girl exactly so she 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 she's berating him because she doesn't trust his ability to protect her, right? Mm-hmm. She goes, you know, I've been sold her, uh, my entire t- life since I've been around, and this, that, and the other. And you know, uh, you know, I don't want you know someone. He won't behead you, but he'll behead a common whore who you know who has to bash the kid. But then he goes, she goes, I'm with you because I thought of freedom. It goes of what? And she goes of fear. So it undermines the entire narrative she just gave. 
She's with him because she believes in his ability to protect her, but she's berating him about his ability, her lack of faith in his ability to protect her. What exactly <laughs> is the point of this conversation? It's funny also that she was believed that she can't get pregnant. Like, like she can will herself not to be get pregnant and have a child. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't have children. Like, what do you mean? How? How? Like, what is? Like, how do we do this? And what was Damien's end goal? Like, okay, let's say I think it's just attention, just being an asshole, just for attention. Okay, so let, let's play it out though. Okay, he steals the egg because he's getting married tomorrow. The chick he's apparently supposed to marry doesn't know that she's not pregnant. Let's say the let's say the king showed up. King showed up. He's he gonna pull together a wedding last second. Okay, you know what? Hey, look, it's a small price to pay. You, you're already a dragon rider. You already got a dragon. If you're going to have a kid, you know, it, it can ride a dragon. Like, that's fine. You're accepting the fact that you're no longer the heir to the throne. He shows up. Like, what, what happens? It was compelling in that scene, but it's like, well, what was his plan? Like, he didn't, there was no nefarious plan that he ever explained. Like, oh, I was expecting this to happen, but my plans were thwarted because my niece showed up instead of my brother. It was like, well, what was it going to go? <laughs> like, it, it was just, I think he just, I think he's just being an asshole. And I think that's what they're trying to show. But I don't like that they're, the way they're making him a villain, they're making him like a slapstick villain, like kind of like in a uh, Batman, the old Batman uh, TV show. Like, oh, you got me, Batman. You know, like the Joker and the Riddler. Remember it all? And then they would get, they yeah. would, they would defeat them by the end of the episode. You know, it's like that felt, it felt real villainy like that. And maybe it, I know I, I read the source material for us. They, they didn't. He is somewhat like this, but not the way they're making him uh, be with this. So, I mean, I agree with your assessment of how they wrote his character. I don't think their intent in the show is for him to be the villain. No, he's not. But he's not the villain. I know. That's okay. The Hand of the yeah. King is the villain. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. and so I think they're doing, I think they're making him as likable as and, and, and actually, the real villain, we haven't even seen yet. Seen right. yet. <laughs> right. But I think, well, I think what they're doing is they're trying to misdirect us into believing that, you know, uh, TV that show. That Damien is the villain. Yeah, he's the villain. But that's the thing, though. It's like Matt Smith is too likable as an actor to really be the villain. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, listen, I'm about to say something really controversial here. Go ahead. He's my favorite Doctor Who. Like, oh, my favorite Doctor Who. <laughs> so you know, I know it's supposed to be David Tennant, but I'm telling you, Matt Smith is my favorite Doctor Who. So don't at me. But okay, okay. But it's it's interesting this world that we're in, and I think they do have some runway for some things. Um, like I think that crab, uh, that crab uh, eater or crab. Dude, he wasn't there. He was just a little bit in the books. Um, and I think they're leaning towards him being a um, and I, it would be dope if they did like a, a like a lost Targaryen, like a, a castaway bastard Targaryen. Because the way that they were like, he was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. it. Was like, really? Like, it just makes me think like he knows something else, maybe, about that person. And he's like, ah, uh, you know, that's uh our our uncle. That we done talk about son and we casted him away and that you know i'm kind of like trying to let him get in some room or he could just be just a crazy person that, that would be an interesting spin i mean that, that, that was something that particularly people who read the books uh wouldn't see coming i mean so yeah be- i mean it's well so what do you think what do you think about corliss uh uh as a character in general 
I mean, I aside wig aside, his his decision making process makes the most logical sense out of everyone. Like he's a powerful person. He doesn't have, you know, the royal, you know, he married into royal hierarchy. He thought in doing so it would strengthen his position or at least his children's position to be heir, particularly when the king didn't have any male heirs, you know, and so and it and all, all those things fail. So all his machinations have kind of fallen to the wayside. Um, and then I, quite honestly, you know, he's over here like, man, look, I don't want my money to be messed up because we over here, you know, sitting on our hands. So again, I understand that. The problem I have is that they made him too overt in his dissension against the king and his mistrust in the king. So him going to, because he, he backed Damien as the heir to the throne in the first episode. Yeah. So now that you you snuff him again by not marrying his daughter, how does not how does no one not see the play that he's going to go to Damien? Like that that play should be super obvious to everyone. He storms out after they announce who the king who the king's actually going to marry, and he's already had this private session with the king, asking to speak freely. You know, so it's like. It's it, it, no one puts anything in context. But I think I wonder if they're running a roundabout game because if you know, Rhaenyra is supposed to be the, the smartest one in the realm, like when it comes to tactical things, and mm. she's been real quiet. So I'm wondering if he's like running this side, and then you're gonna see her run the other side of like, oh, my husband tripping type thing, like where we got where we 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 work in both angles. That's possible. I mean, that's possible. I mean, and maybe and that's I, why he is overt. That they like, we got all our bases covered, just in case th it goes this way, we got it, and if it goes this way, we got it. And I, I hope that you're right. <laughs> I, just, I really do. I hope that you're right. I hope that these characters have been more thought out and more thoughtfully planned than I, than I have observed them to be in these first two episodes. That would absolutely change my opinion and assessment of not only the series but the season itself. Um, but it's just that the they've been so overt and obvious about all the stuff. Like, like, like they did this whole scene where, you know, uh, Corliss is talking uh, and they're, they're, they're slowly panning as if it was a surprise he was talking to Damien. Who the hell else would he be talking to? Like, like, he had no one else to talk to. Like, like the only person he could have possibly been talking Isn't to. Isn't also we're a victim of being fans of the original series where we like kind of already, oh, the twist is, oh, the twist is coming. Yeah. For someone that has not watched these, I wonder if they are, are don't, aren't as intense into it as we are. Do they like get caught into it as much as us? See, and this is where I, I refuse to believe that there are people out here that are excited to watch a new HBO series about Game of Thrones that didn't watch the the first season series. It's people are it's people that are. My wife is. But is she right? Okay, but is she willing to watch it or is she excited to watch it? Oh, she's willing. That's a different. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like they didn't spend this much. They didn't spend this much money for these this episode and, and the actors they got for her. No offense. No, it's, they for, spent it's for, for us. us, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like, and, yeah. and hopefully we'll get other people to watch it. You know, but it's like everyone. Most of the people who are going to consume this have consumed the other series. So that slow pan. It's like we know enough about the series to know that well. Who else could he be talking to? And then in episode two, it's not like he set it up where he was a very sympathetic character to the other people in the small council. He's already on the outsides to the small council. It's, it does very much a dynamic where it's mo the majority of the small council 
uh, are going to go along with what the king is, and he's the dissenter. So when he after he's been slighted, it'd be one thing if they did that before he was hedging his bets against the king marrying his daughter. Like if you yeah. showed him showed him talking to Damien before and then exactly. came back. Exactly, but but doing it afterwards, it was like, what? Well, who else the hell else going to talk to? Like, where else would he go? No, yeah. there's nowhere else. I mean, go. and you know, it, this and this, you may not want to. Uh, I mean, I said you may not want to beef at the series because a lot of people did not like this book, uh, written wise from George R. R. Martin overall. Like, a lot of people didn't like it compared to everything else. Like some of these complaints you're saying, and some of the things people said in there is, uh, it, it gets. Uh, the the real villain, and I'm not I don't want to spoil for anybody, but the real villain gets real somewhat uh mustache twirling, like you know, become like a must that that traditional, like, oh, here he is, like <laughs> you know, and some of the uh the backhanded things that happen, maybe you see them earlier because you just a Game of Thrones person, like, oh, okay, they're friends now, but the the like with like with her and the, her um her handmaid, oh. like Oh, we was like, as soon as she went to see her dad, we was like, oh, the fix is in. Like, <laughs> but even that, it's like, well, it's like, okay, so they they do things that are, and, and I can concede because I had a little bit more insight as to where, where things were going. Maybe I'm not viewing it as uh, honestly as some other viewers are, but he make they make it a point for him to say, I'm concerned what uh, Rainus would think about. Uh, me getting married again. And then he chooses, he makes a decision that would most likely piss her off. You know what I'm saying? So the like, most likely scenario, the, like the, yeah. the worst of them, like of all yeah. your choices. Exactly. So you really could have married she, her and she wouldn't have tripped. Exactly. <laughs> like, so what the hell was you, so you really didn't care what she thought at all. And then when and he, and he, he makes that statement when um, uh, one of the maesters, he's talking to the hand in the maesters when they're trying to fix the issue with his pinky and and he goes well i don't want to do that because i'm concerned concerned with my daughter thinks and he goes and he goes well who cares what she thinks her mother's dead you know you have a a, 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 a obligation to the realm and then he acts as if well, that was a harsh thing to say and then he chooses the harshest possible choice <laughs> it's like oh okay so like, i get i get him not necessarily going the corliss route like i get that like like yo like she is 10 like i'm just i mean I, I get that, but to go to the best yeah. friend, that's like like there was a lot of more off ramps before there. I'm sure. I hear you, and I do not mean this to sound creepy at all. Okay, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about what was said in the show. In the show, they say she's 12, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. And they said I didn't have to bet until I was 14. Exactly. But he marries. A, he's marrying a 15 year old. So per his well, book he's 18 though that's the thing and he's like but she's, not, but she's not in the show she's the same right age as she's 15 and so yeah. so in the so in the show he's not ready to move on for the death of his wife and the loss of his son he's not ready to marry again because of obligation to the realm he has an opportunity to satiate the um the ambitions of a very powerful potential foe but currently an ally and in doing so, he can wait two or three more years before he actually has to enact. He could promise marriage today, marry her, and then leave they her alone. Exactly. And then not have to have any more heirs right now. Have have several years to actually absorb the loss of his wife and the loss of his son. And then also satiate everybody. 
it winds up being a better decision because and he's he not can a, let her go mess with somebody else and have a kid and disclaim it. Exactly. Like, almost, like if he didn't want to even like do anything, exactly. like go mess with somebody else, I'll claim the kid like like a serious. Exactly. Because I mean, his solution it was like his solution was to marry an actual adult woman. His solution was to marry a fifteen year old. It's like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, like what's the, like, and it it like it, it and it and it felt and it felt. Like it, like you you can see Otto Hightower just doing like this is like you felt like this, you was gonna see a scene with him like this like right gotcha like right. so oh I'm not gonna marry a 12 year old and wait three years I'm gonna marry a 15 year old today it's the same thing right <laughs> do you think that they're I I wonder if they're leaning into this subtly is the racism of it all like I I, I wonder if they're subtly hinting at that especially with the coreless character making him black. And then him saying he had this hard living, he had to come up from the mud, you know, and nothing was given to him. He was living on Targaryens. They didn't give him no, he was like from a, what, a 20th lower house, yeah. you know, in, in Valeria and everything and had to work his way up. Are they leaning a little bit? And it's like, dang, you just keep shutting out the brother. And then you, then you, you pass over the queen twice. Is it because she got a black husband? I mean, again, I think, I think that's another example of them taking real. But it's like subtle though. It's like, it's right. like subtly right there to like make you think if you don't really read the books or know anything about the world. But that's the thing. They're taking, for the TV show, they're taking real world politics and applying them to a world where it wouldn't necessarily matter. You know, like, like the, the, the issues that we face in our world wouldn't necessarily apply in a world where there's dragons and magic. And, you know, I mean, uh, one thing I will say this right before I forget that point. Yeah. Uh, I hope to see Melisandria because she's still alive. Like she was like two hundred something years old. Yeah, I look like her as an actual young woman, like not a magically. She'd be like eighteen or something, right? Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. I, hopefully, she makes a show into the show. But uh, Ooh, that'd be that'd be that'd be dope. <laughs> that'd be I, a hell I, of a. I, I think nothing about what character would be alive, and yeah. she would be. Yeah, that'd be a hell of an Easter egg. Um, but but yeah, I mean that, that's the problem I have is that they pull on our heartstrings by applying real world politics and situations. They don't necessarily make sense given the world that they built, and I do not like inconsistency in storytelling. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking online. They said it's possible she could come in season two. That would be great. That'd be a great Easter egg. Yeah. So yeah, they said that. Yeah, that that'd be dope. But they just have her pop up, even like doing a little bit of magic or something. You're like, oh, you what? So or or maybe you you she gets insight into something where she's nosy or something and they find out about these white walks and that's how her journey goes of her trying to find the prince that has promised herself yeah so i mean i think that i think that'd be awesome and now I, I, okay so i talked about the things i hated i will say something i did like i like the the allegory that they present about you know sitting on an iron throne isn't for the weak and then they make and how it the blades are cutting him up Exactly. Yeah. So they they fit. They are physically manifesting. But then that. it's a mental one for other people. So it's yeah. physically cuts him. But then other people that sit in the Iron Throne, they go crazy, yeah. or they get depressed, or all of it. You know. Yeah. So I, I really, I really do like that. You know, um, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate them. You know, it, you know, it's a cut on his pinky, I believe it is, and so now they see how it, you know his um, his 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 lack of of care has caused it to. You know, fester and become worse, and so now, you know, six months later, the small Nick that was a nothing moment, you know, now it's getting worse, and now they're saying, oh, you know, now we have to put it in maggots in order to save the digit because the six months later has passed and it still hasn't healed, and so how that that compounding effect of 
the inadequacy of, or, or the ineffectualness of sitting on the Iron Throne, uh, you know, snowballs. I, I, I like that component, particularly having an idea, of, at least a general idea of where it's, it's supposed to go based upon the books and the, um, you know, the Yeah, the no, it's, it's the, I, I, lo- I love that allegory of it. Like, oh, you, every time, he's not even fit to be king. That's why he keeps getting cut up. Like, yeah. oh, okay. It, it makes sense. And that was my favorite. That was actually my favorite quote of the uh, of, of the series so far, but definitely episode two, uh, when Corliss is talking to Damon, and I forgot what he said to da- uh, to Damon. But he goes, "Yeah, that's never been my brother's strong part." And he goes, "What? Being king? Period. <laughs> like, period. Like, existed. And one thing, another thing that I think some people haven't realized, he his dragon died after he first rolled it, which was the biggest dragon, and he has no dragon now. Yeah." And but think he, about it, it's you you had the biggest, toughest, oldest dragon. You ride him one time and he dies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that, that don't show you ain't supposed to be king. Like, that's like showing up first day as a CEO, and you know, they like, hey man, like 20 people quit. Like the first day? Yeah. Like, uh, we're not doing this. We're not well, we're not, we're not about to do this. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't I didn't even put any, I didn't even put in act anything yet. I didn't even do that. They just didn't like me like at all. Yeah. And so I, they they said he was supposed to be like two times as big as Drogon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the head of his dragon is in yeah the, in the crypt in the crypt. Yeah, in, in the original season, that's the yeah. huge head that um I think it was Joffrey when we first see it. Joffrey goes down there into the crypt. Yeah, he, and it's in there when he talks to his daughter too, and he asks her because yeah. he talks about the head like, hey, yeah, this is uh I think it's Balerion the Black Dread. Or, 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 I've got his name. I think it's something like that, Balerion. Yeah. Uh, but he's but I was like, man, your dragon dies the first time you ride it. Wow, like, and you got the biggest, toughest one, right? And he was like over 200 years old, he had been through king after king after king. Yeah, he was, uh, he, he was the uh, I think he said he was the last living creature to remember old Valeria. Yep, yep, yeah. like, dang, and like, and it makes you think because the Targaryens weren't high, they weren't upper class in uh, Valeria. That's the thing, is like. Is these is it, it, it has the real semblance of how colonization was like yeah. they weren't even the highest people where they were, but they came here, became powerful, and now you run the whole uh, the whole area. They, they were one of many bloodlines that could control and tame dragons. They were just the ones that survived and left in an area. Yeah, into an area where no one could. So then now that skill set winds up being super rare and important. But you know, it was old hat and old Valeria. Again, I think. I think that's a much more. Larry would have been. Or do you think the budget for Oval Larry wouldn't have been there? Because you got to have dragons like everywhere, like cars. <laughs> I mean, I think that the attempt to do it um, would be more important than the ability to execute at to a certain standard. Because you wouldn't because because you'd have so many dragons, um, you wouldn't have to have the level of detail and interaction because they would be commonplace. So, you know, in the, in the world where someone driving, riding a dragon is, you know, important and impressive, that's one thing. But if there's a thousand dragons, I think he said there were, you know, at the height, then, mm-hmm. you know, you just have them, like, I mean, people, you know, every, every, no one's afraid of dragons. Multiple people can ride dragons. They're not, they're not treating them as if it's anything special. It's just, and then, because we're not even talking about the magic, because even now, a hundred, oh, I guess, I guess, what is this? I forgot how long ago it is after old Valeria. So maybe 200 years, 150 years mm-hmm. later. There's only been three other kings, three or three other kings since they came. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it starts off with saying we're 100 years into the Targaryen rule. So mm-hmm. 
So now, yeah, so, so now we're, you know, 100, maybe 120, 100, you know, 130 years afterwards. The point is that um, because of because the world has changed so drastically, it's a it's a feat to everyone else. But in the, but but also let's not forget all the magic that was lost because they're not very the magic users and wielders aren't very common now. Even now, 100 years That's later, true. right? So, Melisandre, like we talk about Melisandre is one exactly. of them, right? So 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 the world has changed. So so the they could have made up a lot more on it with the magic and just had the dragons only be you know. Uh, you know, breaking case of emergency type of stuff because old Valeria had a lot more things. They had the Valerian steel, they had magic wielders, they had dragons. It's like there's so much stuff going on. The importance of the dragons, I wouldn't think it would be as um, you wouldn't be have to you had, wouldn't have to scrutinize it as much personally. Yeah, I'm, I, so I always I always wondered why wouldn't a show or even like this do? I, and I'm surprised no one has not tried to decide to do this in any TV show. Period. Is do the Godfather two effect? Where you could tell your current story, but also dip into the uh, past story at the same time and have those parallel storylines leading you back, and you can see how you got to the beginning of this, but also continue the storyline of this. That would be awesome. Like so, think if they showed like the original first Targaryens coming over, but then you don't have to get so much in the minutia of this going on now here with this. Yeah, no, I mean that would be awesome, man. I, I mean. First off, Godfather Two is literally my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> it's it's the best story ever told. Like like how it goes back and forth in their parallel um, stories. I named my dog after the Godfather. Like, <laughs> the fact. <laughs> all right. So let, let's let's jump into uh, what do you think about the daughter overall, uh, Rearis? I I like the actress. I. I like where I like how I like how she presents in the scenes. I don't always okay. I don't have any problems with her or her character. I have a problem with how people respond to her character, given how they wrote her. You know, it's like you know she's in the small council, suggesting as a dragon rider to go do something about uh, the steps, the, the step step stand Alice. Yeah, but, with the uh, with the crab dude. Yeah, yeah. And so then he's shocked that she goes, he knows she has this great relationship with her uncle and her uncle still, and, and she's the one who picks up on that. Her uncle stole the egg that was meant for her brother, Balon, or Balin, Balon, I forgot how to pronounce Balin. it. But, yeah, Balin. But, uh, and so then and he's so shocked and surprised like she left without him. But it's like, I mean, without his permission, it's like, well, she rides dragons. Like she, she carries the world's nuclear arms between her legs. Like you think she was, she, you think she was a, oblivious to the fact of the power that she actually had like what are you doing here like and, and, and that was the only way it was gonna work just to, them to get it back is if she showed force showing up with that dragon right but he's but he's he's completely discounting the fact that her and her uncle have a pretty good relationship all right she's a good diplo the diplomacy ticket exactly as well. because who he sent he sent the hand of the king who damon hates the only thing we got in episode one is that Damon and the Hand hate each other. So hey, don't send me. I'm your brother. I'm the one who who's turned a blind eye to you taking over Dragonstone, even though I banished you back to your your uh, your home and your wife six months ago. But you still I'm, haven't shown up though. Still haven't shown up there though. Right. <laughs> so I, who, what I'm gonna say now in a, an effort of diplomacy is the person you hate most in the kingdom. Like, what, what sense does that make? Well, I mean, I know, I know. Otto Hightower's supposed to have been a great night and all that, but this still ain't the move. Like, this ain't the move. But he, he and Damon hate each other. Yeah. 
That's the least person. That's the last. If there, you had to line up the whole court, he should have been at the end of this uh, line to get sent. You could have sent Corliss before him even. It's analogous. It's analogous to going this in the first series. Oh, hey, look, I'm having an issue with the hound, so I'm going to send the mountain to go negotiate with. What? <laughs> what, 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 are doing? what are we doing? What are we doing here? That's right. <laughs> or I have, issue, I have an issue with Doran. I'm going to send the mountain. Right, yeah. Like, Whoa, what? <laughs> the mountain killed uh, at the Dornish Queen, uh, his princess. Like, that was what the reason that uh, Mart uh, Oberon Martell showed up in they, the first place. The, the only thing we actually know about their relationship is that they almost got into a fight in the small council in the first episode. It was the last interaction we saw between them. Oh, yeah, but I'll send him to, to go negotiate peace. <laughs> and Hightower didn't do anything anything to be anything uh, I thought anything. they were going to try to do a switcheroo here on this because I know we had to get to the point where he was marrying his daughter. I wonder if they were going to veer away from the books and have him go there and get killed and it'd be a situation I have to take oh, take your daughter like you know like you know in, the, in customary where the man uh, of the, the whatever other man needs to take his daughter on to make sure she's alright and marries her because of that. I thought they were going to try to shoehorn some shit like that in there. I mean it, at least at least that would explain some of the, the, the that would explain him flip flopping, because, because he's like, oh, I gotta take care of my boy's daughter. Yeah, he asks everybody their opinion on him, and not one person mentions Hightower's daughter and the decision. And he asks, "Give me your honest opinion. Give me your honest opinion." And everyone goes, "Yeah, you should marry her. You should marry. Her. You should marry." Her. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm marrying Hightower's daughter." Like, what the hell does he ask all these questions for then? And, and maybe, and maybe, like, I mean, Hightower. I mean, and or maybe they need to show them, and maybe that this decision should have maybe been moved away moved down a little bit because you could develop and show them over time talking more and more like you only seen them talk two episodes for them to make this rash decision or you had to either have them had already entered the series with a relationship where it's like oh yeah we we be we read every night together while his wife was alive where right. you could be like oh they must have had a already bonded previously before this these moments and then they a small a deviation from the book She's not as calculating in the show as she is in the book. On the but, book, she's a she's stone cold. Right. But then they, they make it a point to show that she's doing the weird thing with her nails and her fingers. Yeah. And so they make it seem as if she's uncomfortable doing it, but she's so good at doing it. So it's so it's so confusing because the things that she's doing aren't overtly sexual or flirtatious. They seem very genuine and compassionate. But then they show her doing the things with her nails. So it's like, well, is it she? Is she nervous? Is she uncomfortable doing it? They don't really flesh out exactly what her position. Unless they flip it and show that she did that to make herself look like that because that was the game she wanted to play. To make people think she was timid. Well, well maybe. I hope well, they do that. Like, I mean, they well, yeah, they're they, they gonna have to do that for me yeah. to believe this. Like, <laughs> that would make more sense because she because she didn't seem smug when she uh, when he chose her uh, in episode two. She seemed genuinely embarrassed that she had to do this duty for her father and it worked out for her to become the king and her betrayal, you know, air quote, betrayal of her friend. So it's like, I don't understand what the, 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 the self-mutilation is about. Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't, yeah. That one doesn't, doesn't make, damn, that one, that one doesn't, definitely doesn't make sense at all. So what do you think about the character of Damien? Uh, Damon, I keep on calling him Damien. I love him. <laughs> He's my favorite. He's my favorite. Like, hey, uh, shout out to Sleepy Last Confident, 
He's cocky. He's not, he doesn't take himself so he's serious enough when he has to be. But doesn't take himself so seriously. He can't crack a joke. Um, he he creates boundaries. Like you know, he's the second favorite quote. I'll speak about my brothers. I wish you won't. <laughs> Nailed it. And, and think about it. he sat in the iron throne and was laid up in it and didn't get cut. Right. I mean, he was laid up in it. His legs kicked up. Like the whole night, like yeah, like uh, absolutely, absolutely, easily my favorite part of the movie. Oh, sure, sorry. Yeah, I mean, and, and my thing is, you gay if you didn't want Dane. I mean, similar to what I forgot who said it on the council, but he was like, you gave him three thousand troops to train over the last couple of years, and then he got them all to leave, and they're loyal to him. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> like. You made them all Blue Lives Matter. Like, you just made them all <laughs> go to Dragonstone. Like, right. they was going to follow him. Right. And and, and you, he wasn't a person that restricted their worst impulses. He was a person that let them lean into He encouraged their worst impulses. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, look, as long as you come to work on time, right. you can do whatever the fuck you right. want to do on your off time. <laughs> right. He basically, has, he, he basically made the gold cloaks judge dread. <laughs> I am the law, <laughs> and I go out and fuck on, on, exactly. on the weekends. <laughs> exactly, in, in a society where they haven't had any major battles or confrontations, where everybody's chomping at the bit to actually get some action. Like what? Again, uh, it takes away weird. it takes away from the king's competence, and and then also it takes away from his competence. But it's like a person that incompetent and in making decisions wouldn't make such a, a decision that go that flies in the face of all the advice he's get, getting. And that, I think that's where I can't understand. The king seems to fought, blindly you know follow what he, the You know what I think he thinks, though, Scott? I think he thinks this is my first proactive choice is by going against everyone else and doing what I want to do. Or what I – or and you know what? It's not even that. I think it's more reactionary. You're like, everybody else want me to do that? I'm going to do the opposite. Just like with the Damien thing, I'm going to make my daughter the, the, uh, the heir because it's the opposite. I mean, I, I hear you, but... Because he thinks he has power in it, I think. I think that's where he thinks his power is, is that I can reject everything and do whatever I want. Did I remind you that he cut his wife open from vagina to sternum in the first episode? <laughs> like, that's a hell of a decision. Without, right? with, with, without her, without her uh, knowing. Right. Like, against her will, without extra uh, anesthesia. Like, that's a hell of a decision. Like... Hell of a decision. Yeah. Do you think that do you think the daughter knows that that's how it went down? I I can't believe that she does. <laughs> I can't, yeah, believe, can't it. believe that she does. I can't, I can't believe that she does. That's not the kind of thing you forgive. I, I'm wondering if that's gonna be a thing where he's gonna tell uh I forget uh let me see her name. Um Allison Hightower, that's what happened. She's gonna throw it up in the face of her, and then she's gonna turn against her pops. Wow. Okay. okay. I mean, I hear I'm you. Her in, in this, like, you know, he's laying in bed, you know, pillow talking. It was like, uh, and she says she's pregnant. And then he's like, you know, I don't want to have to do you like I did. You know, but that's a not a thing you would tell your second wife. You would not tell we, your we, second we're wife. We're talking about Keem Varys here. Everything he does doesn't make sense. You would not, Why would you tell your new wife that's pregnant with your child? I lost my old wife because. I chose the baby over her and basically impaled her with knives to pull the baby out. Hey, hey, what, what, why would you tell her that? Because he, he he does stuff like that. That would be insane. 
<laughs> or 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 some so, some way she's gonna find out what really went down. I think. I mean, yeah, probably. Now, again, a, a drunk maester, you know, one of the people there, you know, something like that, or or, or a, a maester who is trying to see dissension between him and his wife. That makes more sense. Him saying those words to his new wife makes no sense. <laughs> no him sense. being the breed of okay, exactly. That makes no sense. There's no scenario in which I'm going to accept that he would say that to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so what do you think about a uh, little bit about um, uh, her father, Otto Hightower? I obviously hate him. You say you say what now? I hate him. I hate oh, him. already? <laughs> yeah, I hate him. I hate his guts. He feels like a Tywin, doesn't he? Yeah, like that's, but, he, but he's not. He At least, so Tywin was intentional and overt. And you could at least respect his position. He made no qualms about who he is and what he, his intentions were. This guy is kind of, he, he, you know, he's like he's like Littlefinger. Oh, okay. He's, he's too Littlefinger for me. You know, because, you know, um, it's like, okay, like in the first episode when, um, he comes and tells the king, "Your brother said, you know, uh, air for a day." Well, I mean, it, it, it was it was uncouth, but it was accurate. It's an accurate assessment of what happened, you know. Or then when he says that, "Oh, he's getting married." So who who is this lady? I forgot her name. Uh, Damon's whore. You know, it's like he, <laughs> everything he says, he he presents everything in a way to, res, to 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 get the reaction that's most favorable to the outcome that he's looking for. And no one seemed, no one, everyone seems to be oblivious to it. Like no one, no one ever had any questions. Like, yo, hold up, when you just decided to take the hand of the king's daughter as your next wife, like what's like, going to happen? Like, isn't this some kind of like a, 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 a you know, some some kind of like crossing of uh, of the signals we don't want? And you got to remember, yeah. and he's going outside the box because the kings traditionally have not married anyone from Westeros. Right. They've only married of uh, other Valerians. And there's always a courtship. Like, let's be clear. Regardless of how young she is, she's his cousin's daughter. And they still had a formal courtship at her parents' home in order for it to be above board. He's sending his daughter to go see the king privately. The king is telling her, don't tell your, my daughter that we're seeing each other. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all under the so, and no one had any questions. Okay, well, how the hell did this happen? You just decided. Like, what, what, what it is like? We, nobody knew. Y'all didn't write this down that this was going to happen. Like everyone knew it. the courtship before. Like okay, like you said, it was above board. Exactly. Yeah. No. No one ever discussed it. You, you. You've had all these conversations about. You first off, you resisted the fact that you had to take a new queen in the first place. Then after every, you ask everyone's opinion about who you should take. You choose a person who no one ever mentioned. We never had a conversation about, and then no one asks any questions. That's, that's kind of you know what I'm saying. Like what? How is it? How 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 is this the outcome that's happening? No one has any questions as to this, the outcome is happening. Zero questions. Zero questions at all. Like that's like nah. Like I don't even know what y'all even talking about. Right. Like yeah, that's that. I didn't even think about that aspect that it was actually a formal courtship previously. With the other one, where it was like, "Hey, let's get to know each other. This is gonna work," you know. Particularly, it'd be one thing if, if if it wasn't the hand of the king's daughter, but like, no one thought the hand the, the hand the hand planned this. No one says that. No one, not Corliss. No one. He doesn't look. Oh, at no, you know what? You know what I'm saying? No one says this. Like what, it was what, very what, obvious. 
Okay. I wonder if he the the thinking now. I wonder if the uh, Otto sent himself to Dragonstone so he could look like he wasn't involved in this situation that happened. Like I wasn't even there when all this was going down. Like I don't know. Right, but like to to, to obligate to take yourself away from the area of like even though he's still like trying to tinker, he I, I wasn't even there when all this was going on. What? Right, and I could accept that if if the king doesn't ask. I think her name is Lena, um, their daughter, or Corliss's yeah. daughter. Leanne, so, uh, you talking about uh, talking about the Otto's daughter? No, uh, Corliss's daughter. Yeah, Leanna. Leanna, I'm sorry, yeah, Leanna. Yep. So so in this in this moment. She gives that statement about, you know, I'll be a great, you know, be a, it's an honor to marry you and be a queen, and I'll, I'll give you a lot of kids. It's another thing. He goes, your father asked you to say that? Then he goes, what did your mother ask you to say? But then he marries or proposes to Hightower's daughter and doesn't even have the idea that maybe the hand of the king sees an opportunity to have his daughter create the heir of the next ruler of the throne. Because if Otto doesn't die, let's be honest, the king's life is tenuous at best. <laughs> he has that sore on his back. You know what I'm saying? He may, may lose a digit because of infection. Like, Otto could be thinking, yo, what better deal would be if he marries my daughter and creates a male heir? He dies. I could basically assume uh, the throne until oh, my really? like, a regent. I could be the regent. As exactly. The, as, yeah. Like, as no one, no one plays that out? No one plays that out. Even morbidly. Even morbidly going being suspicious. Like, man... I don't want to say it, but that would be a step. Like, no one even just mentally. You, like, somebody whispered, like, you know he would be, like, regent right. for, like, 15 right. years if, if this go down. Like, if he dies until the, the, until the king's of age. And then he chooses Otto's daughter after Otto having that weird conversation about why he shouldn't choose Elena, you know, in front of the maester when he's getting the, his, his finger worked on. It just, it just, it just seems a little bit too convenient. Like it was, it was too. Yeah, and it, it makes you wonder to a certain extent. And even though uh, it makes you wonder, should the, I mean, it, it, it's obvious they're making it obvious that they should have chose Rhaenyra's as the queen after the queen is passed over twice because she got passed over twice. Right. She got passed over for the previous king, then her cousin on this side. Um, now I guess they're trying to set up of like, yeah, we kind of this is why the Targaryens fell off. And this is why we need uh, uh, Daenerys right. to, to, in the bloodline to step up and become become that. Um, right. And it's going to be interesting though because I'm I'm the, 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 like that's got to not flow well within the Targaryen Valerian people. Like yo, hold on, our king because they'll marry even obviously cousins and right. sisters and brothers and stuff to keep that bloodline pure. And you're going out and marrying a high tower. Right. And obviously, you know. Right, like if you're not if you're not the king, you can like obviously Damien's first wife is out in the veil, is from the veil, but he ain't he ain't supposed to be in the crown. So he can do whatever. He can be married right. to whoever. But I mean, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but I know you know what the reference I'm getting to, but who he actually takes as a second wife. It's like, well, I mean, y'all was okay. Right, here's the thing. If y'all if everyone's okay with that, why don't you just propose that it's the first time? <laughs> you see like, what I'm saying? Like like, think about the beef that they had in the first episode, and then you think about the outcome that ultimately happens. Why don't you just propose that? Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone's okay with it, so it's like, well... Why don't we just run that route? Yeah, that we just run that route. Yeah, that's right. Like, best of both worlds. 
All right, last up, I wanted to talk about um, what do you think about like this council versus previous council, the other councils we've seen in Game of Thrones? Are we are we not been with them long enough to really? I, I, I say we we've not been with them long enough. I, I would say that um, in previous councils, they made it a point for all of the small council to have their own ideology and personality, and they introduced us to them and their the way that they ran their lives or their machinations outside of the small council. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we learned that the maester was actually a, a, a relatively fit old man who was vi vigorous, you know, and vibrantly. And he put on a, a, a facade of being a, a decrepit older guy. You know, we, we found out what um, Littlefinger and Varys's, you know, what they did behind the scene. You know, obviously we found out what Tyrion did. You know, we, we knew who Ned Stark was. So they, they introduced all these characters and they, to make sure that we understood everyone's position in the small council. They haven't done that in this world. They basically have us the, the, the head of the King's Guard. We have Otto, we have Corliss, and the Maesters are there. But I don't, I don't get any... Uh, so one of them has to be a master of coin. He barely says anything worth importance. And then we got Corliss over ships, master right. ship. Yeah. And so they, 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 they've only really introduced two characters to be important um, in that small council. And then obviously they made, you know, the daughter, you know, as an observer. And quite honestly, she's made, uh, even her silence in those meetings, the, her movements and the fact that we, we learn that she's listening and trying to observe and pick up stuff, uh, that winds up having more actual, I think, overall story importance than the, the, I would I would say the expositions that we get to advance the plot, you know, so they, you know, because mo most of the stuff they say in the small councils are just kind of filling us in. Oh, it's been six months since your wife died and this guy's dead now. And also, <laughs> the six months that we, we worried about the stuff that was happening in the Sandstones and now it's gotten even worse, you know, so they're not really saying anything that, of, of any real importance other than just to inform the viewer that, you know, time has passed and this is what the state we're in now for this conversation but you know, I, mean, I guess yeah we yeah we haven't really got to getting and then we learned like you said more of their personal lives and more of what was kind of going on with them uh you know within the personalities of what they are um so what do you what do you think for episode three what what, what do you want to see <clears throat> well okay what i i like to so i know there's another time skip coming Mm -hmm. I like for them since they've. I, I believe they rushed the first two episodes. So it's a ten episode season, right? Yep. I think that they've rushed the first two episodes. I would have liked to see them maybe stretch out this first time component to maybe three or four episodes. But since they rushed it so much to get to a point where we've already had the conflict with Damon, Damon, uh, we've already had the con conflict with Chorus, a Corliss. Um, I like for them to maybe start episode three at the least four, at to the final time skip where everyone's of the age that they're going to be for the rain. Yeah, <clears throat> so that's why I, I, I hope that whatever happens in episode three, it gets us past this part of the story so we can get to the final time skip. Yeah, because I'm interested to see how this all is going to play out, especially with the time skip and the time jump. Yeah. Uh, with the and I, I like the actress playing uh, uh, Rhaenyra. Uh, I do too. You know, it's gonna be sad to see her, you know, go. Um, when I, but I, I, I do, I, I just need to see more from uh, Alicia Hightower, man. Like, like her being like more devious at some point because I, I don't like this hapless villainy or 
this I just came upon the crown thing. I need her to have a lot more, uh, and they don't have to be like her, but a lot more. Um, uh, uh, man, what was her name? The main the main villain from the last one. Uh, uh, Cersei. Cersei, yes. You got to get some more Cersei in her. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's the, thing. that's the thing. It's like they, they do this weird thing where, and that's one thing I really appreciated about Cersei's. Cersei was a, a strong female character that was unapologetically evil, you know? <laughs> yes. She was just a villain, you know what I mean? And she, she relished in being the villain. And they didn't have to make the reason that she... Well, no, no, no. She grew into that, though, because at first she thought she was doing the right thing. And then after her, after her sons died she, and her kids died, she's like, fuck it. No, true. No, I, I agree. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying she didn't have a, a journey to get there. But what I'm saying is that at a certain point, she owned who she was. Yes. And what her intentions were. I don't like that they so far they've painted Hightower's daughter as being an unwilling participant to be. And Cersei's never been un unintentional. He, she's also, always been in the game. Like he's not forcing her to be a prostitute. He's forcing her to be queen. Like, I mean, let, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest here. Fathers have a lot of desires for their daughters, and very rarely is be fucking queen. And if you do, you like man. Look, you know what I'm saying like. If a father's gonna force you to do something, being queen of all that you survey is a pretty good thing to be forced into. You know what I'm saying? Now he's forcing her to go to boot camp. You know yeah, or like you said, or or sleeping with random people in the yeah. street of Westeros or something. Right. You get to be king, right. and, and he's dying. Like my parents had expectations of me, and it wasn't to be king. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the main thing is he's dying, though, Scott. Like, right. he, he, you may not even have to be with him. Like, exactly. Come on now. And you get all the power. Right. And you, yeah. yeah. Man, let's wrap it on up. Uh, where can people hit you up if you want them to hit you up, Scott? Man, I'm not on social media. There you go. All right. <laughs> this is on Make you hit us up, Lando Calpod on Gmail, uh, Lando Calpod on uh, Twitter as well. And uh, we'll be back next week. Sleepy be back with us. Maybe we can get Raven. She says she got two more weeks off. We'll see. We'll see if we can get her back before then. We need, we need to get another woman to fill in, man. We can't just be. Going in, we might have to find another lady. So, if there's any ladies that uh we know that are listening, we, we, you can fill in for Raven for two weeks if you email me landocalpod at gmail.com. I'm not replacing you, Raven, before you we just need a filler in just to give us that female perspective about it as well. So, and we'll be back soon. Peace.